everyone, and welcome to episode 18 of the Run All the Races podcast. This is Perfectly Goofy Gail, joined as always by Delightfully Dopey Kimberly. Hi, everyone. Photobomb Becca. Hi. And our special guest, Kim, joined us for the Star Wars Kids Race and 10A as Captain Phasma. Say hi, Kim. Hello. Hi. So we're going to start today talking about Star Wars Kids Race. So I'm going to throw it back to Kimberly, as this was kind of a bittersweet one for you this time. So um, this was, I, I hate to say it, but my son is getting too big to run Disney Kids Races. He is nine years old, going on ten, so this is the last time um, he's going to be running the Kids Race. And it was really bittersweet. Um, it was uh, on Friday. It was right after the Family 5K. And um, I had signed him up for the one mile, which is actually really, really cheap if you're talking about run Disney uh, races. I believe it was maybe 20 to $25. And it comes with a um, kids race t-shirt and a uh, kids medallion which is different than the other medallions and they also get a finisher certificate and because this was his final race I also got him special Star Wars kids race ears so it was really cool. Um, All the kids races at Walt Disney World happen at the ESPN Wide World of Sports Complex uh, down on the New Balance track but because he was running a mile which is four Um, four times 400, which is four times around the track, um, they actually send them in and out and around um, uh, ESPN Wide World of Sports. So it starts at the soccer um, uh, soccer field, and they run through the the complex. So it was disorganized as usual. If you have ever done a kid's race, there is little to no direction. Um, But this, since I'm old hat, I knew exactly where to go. Um, There was no shade, so if your kids are participating, make sure that you bring water for them to hydrate. Um, Make sure that you bring um, some sort of sunblock if it's sunny day or if it's raining, umbrellas, because there's absolutely no cover. Yeah, wear a hat. He's a fair child, so we lettered him up with uh, sunblock. Um, uh, So he had a great time. Um, He ran a 727 mile, which I'm like, oh my lord! And I make a total jerk out of myself um, on the video that I I got for him. You would have thought he was like winning an Olympic medal. Um, But uh, you can also run with your child if your child is too small and doesn't want to run by himself. Um, Remember, because it's a kid's race, they basically, you have a claim ticket on the bib. You're supposed to rip off the bag ticket and keep that, and then they won't let the child out of the finisher chute unless you have a parent with the claim ticket. And if you don't want your kid, hey, just leave them in there. I guess it's free child care. Um, (laughs) But one thing to note is that um, all the photos are included in your photo pass. Well, this child was like sweating like a, I don't know, meth addict, and he had pulled his um, t-shirt up over his bib. So I have zero, count them, zero photos of my child finishing the final kids race. So it's kind of like the entire Run Disney Family 5K slash kids race was just a wonderful experience that never happened. Well, you have a lovely, shaky, screechy video. Yes, memories. It's perfect. <laughs> memories. That's kind of appropriate. Yeah. Right? And, I'm, and I'm signing up my kids next year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, They're just leave 16. them in. It'll be perfect. 
Just leave them in the uh, leave them in the finisher shoot. But they did a great job as usual. So I highly recommend the kids races. Just remember, you know, to be prepared to sit around and wait in the hot sun with no direction. <laughs> and the um, the medallions are cute. They're different than the rubber medallions that you get for the 5K. Um, and I thought they were just as good as the rest of the Star Wars medals from the weekend. So yeah. Um, really nice addition to the collection so if you have an older child who can still do the kids races and potentially is ready to move up to the 5k they do get different shirts and they do get different medallions for that so that's nice uh for everyone to notice um so let's move and, into and the mile the mile is timed right so that's that's like a really big deal too it wasn't just that you were psychotic and timed it yourself. No, it, it was really timed. There's actually um, finisher, there's a finisher sheet, and it tells them all the time. So, you know, that's great. So you weren't crazy stage mom, except for the video. No, I was crazy stage mom. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like that at my daughter's cross-country meets and, you know, at the track meets. And, um, yeah, they're all like, is that your mom? And they're like, mm-hmm, yeah, yeah, that's her. Yeah, yeah. She's like this all the time. It's fine. Yeah. We're used to it. So let's move into um, the 10K. So um, as we've said before, Kim and Kimberly and I are really big Star Wars fans, so we look forward to the Star Wars races every year. Um, and we are able to con in a lot of our other friends um, into joining us. And we got really lucky, actually, by kind of just running into Kim. Um, exactly. Before the date. So, so what made you want to run with us, Kim? <laughs> I just kind of said, I'll start with you guys, you know, just not to be by myself and see how it goes. And then, like, if I need to, I can always go off. But I had a blast. I love having you on board because it was great having somebody run my pace, and I loved getting to know you. So thank you for that opportunity. It was it made it extra special. Now Kim is. Thanks. Now, Kim is a member of the Mickey Milers um, team that we're all members of, and she does a lot of run Disney races. And so it was a pleasure, actually. You know, this is a great way to get to know someone really intimately during a race. Almost definitely. Not to mention she was dressed up, so we were, we, were, we were glad to have her with us. She fit in with the, with the Star Wars theme, so she was all Captain phasma out which actually matched really well. We were Dark Side Dames. Um, we had decided, uh, because it was also Dapper Day that weekend um, at Walt Disney World, that we wanted to do at least one costume that kind of hit both Star Wars and Dapper Day. Um, and we were throwing ideas around and we're like, poodle skirt, poodle skirt. Well, let's do an at-at skirt instead of a poodle skirt. Um, so we had on our at-at um, poodle skirts and our big um, giant uh, 50s beehive hairdos um, but they turned out really, really well. I want to thank um, Katie, um, who owns Chase This Skirt, uh, for making our at-at decals for us. Um, she helped us out with our cheerleader costumes um, from Princess as well. So big shout-out to Katie for that. We're, we're really appreciative. And uh, Kim, who cranked out a, a bunch of uh, 
Yeah, yeah. So um, I just used a simplicity pattern, and um, uh, I actually got the wrong size. I didn't know they came in sizes. Well, I knew they came in sizes, but I just thought it was like, you know, 0 to 14, and that fit all, right? Well, I took 14 to 22. Well, good thing to note, we're a little bit chubby, right? So 14 to 22 just fit just fine on us. Um, also, these were made with felt, and um, it's really simple to make, really simple to make really really easy we also ran um, in actual saddle shoes now I had brand new saddle shoes from um, from Payless uh, Rebecca was lucky enough to wear sneakers and uh, Gail's saddle shoes were what from 19 what 88 what hey now, now I graduated <laughs> in the 90s no <laughs> yeah, so what's wrong with graduating in the 80s there's nothing wrong with graduating in the 80s school um, they were big on the saddle shoes so I've had these and you know every once in a while I have a saddle emergency and and pull them out and so when Kim says oh we should wear saddle shoes I'm like buddy I happen to have some I don't think that was my so idea well and then I know that um, thank you Kim very much for sewing our skirt I had to watch Gail tediously iron and um, hand glue and then hand stitch and then run out for uh, little the little detailed bow on the at-at. So uh, literally, Gail sat at my kitchen counter for hours and hours and hours. And I came back and I'm like, after running and dropping kids and picking up food, I'm like, do you need food? <laughs> do you need water? Are you okay? Do you need to take a bathroom break? <laughs> Felt like a sweatshop here. Yeah. Well, uh, they turned out really good. And like I said, big thanks to Katie um, for making Giant Eye at Express. Um, they turned out amazing. I hope we get a chance to wear these again because I, I really, really like them. Now we need to go to like a Star Wars convention or something to, to reuse all of our Star Wars stuff. So, I'm surprised you guys didn't wear them on May the, on the 4th of May. May the 4th be with you. The they, all my nerdy engineer friends would have loved them. So the interesting thing to note about most of the Star Wars uh, courses, a little bit different courses than we've had in the past, and the 10K and the half started the point-to-point -point, uh, courses for this weekend. So um, a little bit different logistics-wise than some of the other races um, that are common at Walt Disney World. So uh, Kimberly and her family were staying at Boardwalk with their DVC points. Um, I stayed outside of Disney uh, with uh, Rebecca at her house. So Rebecca and I put ourselves in the car, um, drove over to pick up Kimberly um, at the resort, um, picked her up, uh, parked there, and then actually took the bus, um, which I think was probably the smartest thing that we did. It worked out so well we did it the next day. Um, I know a lot of people were talking about transportation issues. Um, it was a little bit easier to get back to some of the resorts because I know the line back to Epcot was crazy. Kim, I don't know um, I was what down your at Pop. I was at Pop, and we actually had bus issues the morning of the 10K getting to the 10K start. You know, it looked great. They rolled in, you know, six, seven buses, but the line was all the way back, like, beyond the entrance of the hotel. And they loaded the buses, and then from what I understand, buses didn't come for quite some time. Um, I had friends that, you know, 
were much later in getting on a bus, and they only had gotten to the line a little bit after us. Um, and then we had issues getting back as well. The day so the, the good thing to note about the 10K, and this in no way is, is telling you to, to wait until the last minute <laughs> to go take a bus, is less corrals, and they're very uh, close um, generally to where the bus lets you off. Um, note, though, and we'll talk about this more when we get to the next podcast about the half marathon, half marathon days you tend to have to walk a little bit farther to some of the corrals. So be aware of making sure that you are giving yourself plenty of time. Yeah, well, there was a long walk to the corrals because this was the first race for the 10K that did not start and end in Epcot parking lot. This is the one that we walked to, and it was very, very dark, and we had to go out to the Epcot access road. So it took a, it took a while, and there was not a lot of light. And I know we were, like, um, bumper to bumper with packed in there like sardines, and I felt it was a long walk to the – it was like a, a mile walk at least. It was reminiscent of um, the, ten, the, the races at um, Marathon Weekend. That's how long it took. But, well, let's talk about the course because this was a brand new course um, for uh, a 10K, which is great. Um, this is the third 10K uh, at Walt Disney World. Um, so we, again, as Gail said, we were running point to point, starting in Epcot, running to Wide World of Sports. Um, what did you guys think of the uh, entertainment in the corrals? It was hard to, to really see anything from, you know, back where we started in D. It wasn't until you got closer to the front that you could really see the video screens. And then they were really just showing movie clips. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then the stormtroopers each day had, you know, basically the same spiel. It was just the, the next part. Okay, mission two. You know, we were now on mission two and, and you needed to pass, you know, that challenge or whatever they called it. Yeah, it was, um, as you'll hear throughout the weekend, um, they used a lot of movie clips and flat, flat screen um, uh, screens to show different parts of the Star Wars movie saga. And, um, and the music was all around and everything, but, um, you know, I know that they had great uh, fireworks at the beginning. Um, I thought that the uh, skit that um, John Palkey and... Um, and Rudy was a little bit tired. It didn't seem as fresh. Um, so that would just be my, my one take about the start of the race. But other than that, I thought it was, you know, pretty good. Yeah, and, this, and the, the skit things, God bless them, I know they try. But if you, you know, if you're like a lot of the people who come for the weekend and run more than one of the races, you know, and since the challenges are so big, you, you've seen it once, it kind of seems to be the same thing again the, the next day, but I understand that that's no fault of the announcers. You know, that's that's part of, but that's feedback for them, right? A lot of people are going to be there two to three mornings on on a race weekend, and you know, mixing it up a little bit isn't such a bad thing. Um, the interesting thing to note about uh, the movie uh, clips that's great if you're standing in line and you're standing around waiting. Um, but with regards to entertainment on a course when you're supposed to be running. Um, you really hardly noticed it, right? By the time you get up on it, you're like, oh, and then you just kind of go by because you're certainly not going to stand there and watch the movie. So interesting choice. Um, in, in places where it's been used on other courses, it's where you're a really long straightaway and you can see the screen coming for a really, really long time. I don't remember there being a situation like that. They seem to just kind of pop up and you saw them for a second um, and, and you walked off. Um, but I don't, I don't. Lines, 
but I don't, I don't want, I don't expect that type of entertainment from Disney, right? Because, you know, I'm looking for character lines, you know, instead of uh, movie screens. And I love the music because who doesn't love the sound, the Star Wars soundtrack? But, you know, I, I, I thought that the movie screens would be a plus, an enhancement to the experience, not the only entertainment on course. So, yeah, our first... I don't mind them. I don't mind the movie clips when you're waiting in the corrals for the thing to start because you're static. Um, you know, as, as an addition on the course, it's a little odd, right, because you're not standing there um, to watch. So that being said, along with a variety of movie screens with clips as you were running by, um, we had a couple of character stops. Um, so our first character stop was um, right before mile uh, one, or right around mile one, and it was R2-D2. So we didn't stop for R2-D2 because the line was, I don't even know how long the line was, but it was long, right? Because we were starting... Yeah, I, would say, I would say a good 30 to 45 minutes, I would have been, because it was switched back around a lot. Did anybody hear any feedback from somebody? I heard, I heard it was about that long if you waited. Wow. Yeah, I didn't hear anything from this one as to how long, but from experience in January in California, those lines were, were huge. Right. Droids. Right. So um, this was a different course because it was a 10K, um, a new 10K course. Instead of wrapping around World Showcase, we basically cut across World Showcase where the beginning of Future World and World Showcase um, begin around that part of the lagoon. So instead of going left, we went right, which was, which was new. Yay, new. Um, and we didn't have another character until we ran out through the friendship gate and um, we saw Chewbacca. Now, I, I heard some people say that the rebels were somewhere in the little bit of world showcase that we did, but I don't remember if, I, that, if it was I the 10K see, or the I half. remember seeing them at the half, but I'll be darned if I remember seeing them at the 10K. Okay, okay. I couldn't remember, so I, I wrote... I wrote you know, I couldn't remember. I don't have a photo of them that's either. A, you know, that's an interesting thing to note, too, is um, for those of us that ran both the 10K and the half, a lot of the same character stops, right? Um, in so the same spot. In the same spot. So um, that's one of those things to consider if you're doing a challenge um, is maybe pick 50% for the 10K and then try and get the ones that you didn't get um, during the half because the lines for these were very, very long. But that, that was also something different with this race. I mean, in all the other Disney races I've done, and I know you guys have too, it hasn't always been the same characters in the same spots. This year with both Star Wars races is the first time I've really noticed that. Mm -hmm. Star Wars and Avengers seem to be the two where they, they have historically done that the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. I know you guys were fans of that for the reason about getting the photos, but I actually was not a fan of that because I, having done all the races, I would have liked the larger variety um, and for them to shake it up a little bit, make it a little bit more interesting. Let me know what day I'm on because there's somebody different out there to tell me. Right, right. And they were utilizing they were utilizing the finisher area um, for uh, pre-setup um, character stops, um, which was nice, except... It wasn't until the half day that they announced that, right? So, um, you know, you didn't know that Boba Fett and Darth Maul and um, some of the other characters were actually at the end of the race waiting. 
uh, for photos, which I think would have been kind of a nice thing to know ahead of time. We might have made different stops um, or, or made different decisions. Um, the other thing to note is we did start in D because we had a bunch of people with a bunch of different uh, corrals. So we dropped back to the farthest corral. And by the time we finished the 10K, those photo stops in the finishers area were not open that much longer. Um, and they did shut those down pretty quick after the people in the back corrals were finishing so that, you know, if you were a walker um, or someone who chose to wait in a lot of those lines, you may have not even have had that opportunity um, in the finishers area. Um, I do want to note that for the 10K, we came out the Friendship Gate and we um, did the normal 10K route that was on the boardwalk versus Beach Club. So we skimmed along the boardwalk and um, then we turned and made a left turn um, up the, I guess the canal sidewalk up to Hollywood Studios. And that got very, very tight, very, very early. Wouldn't you agree? I mean, yeah, that's the one thing, yeah, that's the one thing I would note about both the 10K and the half courses was there were a lot of pinch points where they got narrow and they got narrow very quickly at the start of the races before people had really had a chance to kind of thin out. Yeah. And, and people were, and, and, you know, we were in Corral D, so, you know, um, a lot of walkers, a lot of run walkers and everything, and um, we were just patient, but people were trying to run around them, and I think those were people probably who were in the higher corrals and who had stopped for a character stop. Um, one good thing, though, is as soon as we came up to Hollywood Studios, right where the Mickey um, Fountain is and the um, topiary, there was the 501st Legion. However, when we arrived, I didn't even know what was going on. It just looked like a whole gaggle of people there until I figured out it was the 501st. And um, they are a bunch of um, cosplayers that are officially, um, I guess they have to be approved. Their costume has to be approved to be allowed into the 501st Legion. And they were out there. They were some of the best character stops as usual. And they were outstanding. Um, it was, you know, to me, it seemed that it was poorly managed, um, not by them, but I think that Disney um, should have had a little bit more crowd control for them, um, like showing where the end of line was or have them lined up in, a, in one, one group on one side, one group on the other, so you could figure out what was going on because a lot of people were waiting in really long lines, and if you had just gone like a little few more steps, you'd realize there was no line for another character. Um, that's where we got some of our best photos. Absolutely. That was the highlight of the run for me. I feel like that they did a better job than actually Disney did putting on the, the characters and the theme of the whole event. That was really the highlight. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they definitely had the most variety of characters, and, and I agree. They probably couldn't have even just spread them out a little more because they were just all right around that fountain until and, and you figured out what it really was. You know, we kind of started going, oh, wait, no, let's do that one. And, of course, they had Dorothy there, um, and we just kind of said, okay, no, that line's too long, and, and just kept going because we kind of knew where we were at time-wise, too. Yeah, yeah, and that was right before um, mile three. So, I mean, we weren't even halfway through the race, so we still had a lot more to go. Um, and I think some of that challenge was the timing of the start of the race and when the vast majority of people hit that area, right? It was still fairly dark out, um, so it wasn't as clear as to where a line was, where everybody was. Um, I, I, it was just as chaotic 
the next day at the half, but I think it was a little bit clear, more clear where lines were um, because it was light out by the time we hit that um, the next day. So they were also in different spots the next day. Mm-hmm. Right. They had us out a little bit more. Well, right, um, right after we hit mile three is where you go up Sunset Boulevard to Tower of Terror, and we kept on going um, out the back gate. Um, onto Buena Vista Drive, I believe the road is. And um, there they had some more, um, they had the emperor's chair set up. And we were in line waiting for that photo op. It wasn't the emperor, it was just his chair and a backdrop. And all of a sudden, the balloon ladies were upon us. And we were only at like mile 3.25 or something. And that We were like second from getting that picture. And the picture was good. And so I was like, we can, we can beat the balloon ladies. Take the picture. Take the picture. Well, so we have been, you know, we're known for our costumes and we're known for taking a long time in the character stops. But when the balloon ladies catch up to us, you know, we've, we've done it before and we know we can outrun the balloon ladies. But to be around so many people only halfway during the race, I've never seen such panic. I mean. Well, and, I, and I have to tell you, as, as the first time ever with you guys is, we're standing there debating are we staying for the photo or not i'm going oh my god like what are we doing okay you know okay i know i can run and we'll see how quickly we can move but it was a little nerve-wracking i have to tell you yeah well i'm sorry because gail and i are like oh we can take them you know and meanwhile you know you guys are a little bit slower than us so we weren't taking that into consideration we just wanted the good photo well, and I think we learned from Tower of Terror, uh, the 10-miler years ago, where the balloon ladies caught up to us, and we had this panic, and Gail, God bless you, you stay calm, you're like, just keep moving, just keep moving, and we did, we, we stayed on pace, we did our run-walk, we just kept going forward and beating everybody with our wings, and which is why, of course, now they have costume rules, but that's besides <laughs> the point. But, you know, we learned from that particular run that we can still do our pace without murdering the, the poor little slow person in the back me um, and still being able to get through it and successfully complete the, the run. Well, it is interesting to note the panic that those, that those women <laughs> incite in people. And what's funnier is, is they have people in front of them who warn you that they're coming. So the panic kind of goes through like a wave. It starts slow, and it just keeps building and building and building. And people are like, oh, my God, there they are. And it's just it's just an experience if you've never, you've never experienced that before. Um, but they're very encouraging. We've actually met and talked to the ladies. They're the sweetest people you're ever going to meet. They want you to finish. They want you to stay ahead. They're very encouraging. Um, so if you see them... As long as you keep moving, they're going to make sure that you finish. So, so don't panic. Um, just keep moving. So I think that they're a character stop in and of themselves. We've actually had a photo taken at the beginning of a race saying that we don't really want to see you at the end of the race. But they are very sweet. Well, Gail and I have walked in with a, a bunch of balloon ladies. But, you know, they are, they are the best. Um, so once we um, turn the corner, which is normally mile 22 on the marathon course, it was nice to go in the opposite direction. Of course, we were only on mile three, and we still had 3.2 to go. Um, this is the World Drive um, 
parked and World Drive was still open. So we were cut down to one um, lane. Um, so it was pretty still really congested there. Um, and once we uh, did all of World Drive and took the turn onto Osceola, did I say that right? No? Osceola. Osceola. Once I took the turn onto Osceola, our water stop was there. And it's interesting to note, there wasn't any water there. We, thank goodness we brought Kim along because we didn't, we didn't bring any water. Kim had the only water to be found. And, um, you know, we were in the back of the pack, but we still had a lot of runners behind us. So it was interesting that they weren't, they weren't totally set up for the water stop. I don't know what happened there. Yeah, it's almost like they got a rush and mm -hmm. like everybody watered and then they couldn't keep up refilling. Yeah. No, Which, but I've, I've volunteered for a race before and, and the way you set up at a water stop and the way you set up that water stop, you should not run out of water. You know, they, either they misjudged their number and what they had for the setup or, or something strange happened because I remember we had water left over. There you know. were thirsty volunteers. <laughs> Maybe it wasn't water. But anyway, so um, after we, uh, you know, thank God Kim had water, uh, we took the right-hand turn into the Tower of Terror trail that we've done before. This is the trail that takes you into ESPN Wide World of Sports. And I thought the trail was fine this year. I mean, it was uh, lit by the time we got there. The sun was up. Um but I thought that the condition of the trail was fine. I didn't think it was slippery. I didn't think, I mean, I felt the rocks in my saddle shoes. But other than that, I thought it was good. What do you guys think? I think, yeah, it's generally a nice addition as long as it hasn't rained or is raining, right? Because it is very shady. And it was the one point on the course where you weren't in full sun. Mm -hmm. um, and it was at a later point in the, in the course. So I was pretty happy to have a little bit of shade. Yeah. So there were two character. well, they're not characters. There were two photo opportunities on the trail. One was the sad little at-at leg um, uh, across the street from the speeders from, um, uh, I think, episode six? The Ewok one. Yeah, the Ewok speeders, right? Um, so those were the character stops on the course. And then... Um, the photo stop. Music was the and the music was the Ewok music at that point too. Oh, which is very groovy at that point. It's kind of like disco esque. <laughs> <laughs> so that was that was fine. Um, we didn't hit any more character stops until we had the five oh one um first five oh first Legion. It's the five hundred and first Legion. There you go. Otherwise, the Star Wars people are going to complain. Okay. <laughs> 501st Legion, 501st Legion. <laughs> there you go. Well, they were out in Wide World of Sports, and thank goodness for them, because we got more characters to take our photos with. Other than that, I mean, and I, and that was it. I don't think I can say enough about the fact that the 501st comes out. Um, they come out both in the Anaheim races and in the, in the Florida races. Um, they're just as excited to be there and see all of the runners as the runners are to see them. And they've always been nothing but gracious about taking pictures and, and wanting to take pictures with people. So, you know, that's definitely um, a highlight. And I know that 
they do good work. So if you're not familiar with what the 501st does, they do a lot of charity work. They go and visit a lot of sick children in hospitals. Um, so it's a fantastic organization. So if it's not something that you're familiar with, I encourage you to go out there. It's not just people dressing up. Um, they're out there doing a lot of good. Well, and, and not for nothing, but without them um, on the course, I would have been more disappointed than I, I was when I finished that race, right? Because when you finished, when you went through the finish line, you either had the opportunity, you saw the lines for the bus, or on the way into the finish, you saw the character stops, but then you finished and you saw the lines for the bus, so you're like, well, what are we going to do? Well, we're going to get in line for the bus, right? We didn't even hesitate. We, we were just, oh my Lord. The um, line for the boardwalk bus was at least three long switchbacks um, around. How about you, Kim? How long was your line? Um, we had probably two or three long switchbacks. It took us over an hour to get onto a bus. Yep, same well, for us. And part of the issue, too, is they were sharing buses uh, between uh, resorts that were located close to each other. Um, so instead of just having, you know, uh, all-star people or, or just having boardwalk, you were sharing a bus both coming and going. Um, I think it with, depended where you were. Yeah, yeah. Because that we didn't even stop different. at Art of Animation. It was a, an exclusive pop bus. But you still have to think about the number of rooms that pop, right? I mean, that's thousands of that's thousands of rooms. And even if you have one runner from each, and in most cases, you know, for 10Ks, you know, people are coming and they're running with 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 spouses or children or friends. Um, you know, you, you multiply that, and you know, you can fill up a bus like really quick, right? Well, the thing was that I know this is an inaugural race, but it kind of wasn't. It wasn't laid out like what what your options were, right? Like, you got out of the finisher shoot, you got your medal, and you got your, your and it's beautiful medal, and you got your, um, your food and your finisher photos, and then you looked, and it didn't really say, like, here, you can take more character stops, come over here. It was kind of like you were just, like, pushed, pushed either left or right, and you saw right, and you saw the chaos that it wasn't really chaos, but you saw the crowds in the lines, and you were like, well, I guess we just have to wait in the line, right? So, so... Well, and so, so you know, here, here's a little feedback, and I'm going to play devil's advocate by playing both sides. I applaud Walt Disney World by trying to do a different course, right? We have said for a number of years, please, can we have a different course, right? Because every time it's a 10K, and every time it's a half, and it happens at Walt Disney World, it's the same course, um, so I applaud them for trying, right? Um, so hopefully they took it as a learning opportunity. Um, and if they choose to do point to point, if that's the only way they can get different courses to work, then they need to figure out the bus. I will note that part of the issue with the buses on the 10K day was they had a lot of buses there at the end, but they were having problems with traffic getting them out into the road so the other buses couldn't come through and load. It did seem to be better the next day um so i think that they're trying to learn um but i i applaud the thought that they're trying to give us a different course i agree and i will say, and I will say from the busing they definitely made up for it on sunday at pop there were plenty of buses in the morning and they definitely fixed that area at wide world sports for the end they were loading much faster multiple buses at a time you know so they really did 
figure at least something out at that and point. And it seemed like they had more people holding traffic and directing traffic to that next Yeah, they learn. They're quick to learn. Well, and I think we're going to look forward to a lot of improvements for next year's race um, based on what they were just able to improve upon from 10K to half. And I do think that there were some other positive notables. We've talked about um, the new photo pass being part of that, and it was just amazing. I think that there were, we loved having the opportunity to have uh, the dark side come to Orlando and not it being just an entirely West Coast race since I haven't been able to go out to California. This was a a great experience for those who can't travel um, always to do the coast to coast, so that was really huge for us. So a lot, all in all, um, I'm not as big of a Star Wars fan as you guys are. We did a little bit of some movie marathons around here to kind of get the kids in the in the, you know, in the mood for the the event. But I enjoyed it and very well may sign up again next year. Could happen. Yeah, one of the things I enjoy about about the Star Wars races is um, everybody seems to get into it. Right, a lot more runners seem to dress up. Um, on the whole, it uh, does seem to also get a lot of the fans um, involved. So uh, people that were cheering were dressed up. A lot of Star Wars-specific signs um, for people on the side of the road. So it, it is kind of a, a very Star Wars-y vibe, um, which I think is really, really neat um, and does kind of carry, I think, all the way through the whole weekend. So, so I really enjoyed it. Any last thoughts, Kims or Kims? No, I... I... I really enjoyed having the photos this from the weekend. Um, even you know, just knowing like you could go on later that day and see them, um, you well, know, and, and they've been great in terms of trying to fix you know errors and, and find photos for people. Um, so it's it's been really cool that it was really cool for that. Well, you know, I can't miss them on the course and the, that lime green and, and the bright lights and the lime green tents. I mean, you know, I, and the nice thing that, that we've noted is they seem to be on both sides, so people don't have to like cut in front of people and, and, and feel like they have to get in front of that photographer. Um, so that's not only both really not only both sides, but they had two or three easily on each side at the very same spot. It wasn't you know spread out, so you really they could get almost everybody. I know, and we have we have photos where it actually looks like we're running because of that. It's fantastic. Yeah, as a person in the family and a person in our running group that takes all the photos for everyone, I appreciate PhotoPass so very much. I appreciate it when it came out for my own Disney vacations, and now that it is part of my premium annual pass, I love it. Thank you, Run Disney. That's all I wanted was a few photos. That's all. Thank you. Of me. Yeah. So, of me. So hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, Kim, we didn't scare you away, and you will uh, uh, join us at another race, and maybe we'll get the chance to dress you up. Um, I, I actually have been uh, contemplating that. <laughs> so so we'll, we'll do that to you once, and then you can come back and tell us if it was if it was worth it or not um rebecca will tell you horror stories um so that you can make a conscious decision uh before going all in but um, i'm not telling her anything until after she's already dressed up so on behalf of all of the ladies of run all the races and our special guest kim who we actually had a blast running with um We hope you enjoyed our podcast. We encourage everybody, if you're a Star Wars fan, uh, to think about coming out to one of the Star Wars races. Uh, 10K is a great family-friendly distance. Um, And we will be back to talk to you about 
the half marathon on our next podcast. Uh, follow us on Run All the Races on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram, um, and online. Thanks a lot, everybody. Bye.